This is a secret code that will cause this tomorrow's team of immunologists to appear auto-magically at your location, and you will be whisked away for treatment, treatment, soil and green is peephole, people, further information available at is this tomorrow.com is this tomorrow.com is this tomorrow.com peephole, do not broadcast this message. I am really not feeling very well, Mr. Alphabet Soup. Oh, I thought it was the cat. I, the I saw the cat and thought it was my wife. <laughs> Barry mistook the cat my for his wife. My peripheral vision. <laughs> We're doing this at Barry's place tonight. Yeah. And in, uh, uh, in beautiful Hollywood. Yeah, no, we had some friends who lived there and we moved out there and bought a house and the house started breaking down immediately and then Susan got uh. then Susan got pregnant. <laughs> and it was like, okay, we lasted a year and a half and moved back to moved to South Florida. Sam knows All right. some of that story. Sam knows some of that story. You know right? that you ever go to the uh you aware of the um daily gro- <laughs> daily groceries, daily groceries co op. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. St- we helped start that. We were one of the first flight. We there was like four people, and my wife and I, Angie Grass. Do you know Angie? You ever met Angie Grass? Uh, that sounds familiar. Yeah, and she, older woman. <laughs> well, no, she's our age. Well, yeah, uh, so she thought, is. <laughs> so she is. She's generally she's slender. Has generally has long hair. Very sort of striking looking, angular, Nordic features. Usually has a dog with her, rides a bike. Uh, I would, I would remember her. I you know, probably right? would. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so All let's right. Uh, let's get into this now. Let's uh, let's stop dilly dallying. What were we doing? Are we here for? Is, I, <laughs> is going somewhere? All right, so I'm just gonna we're just gonna roll right into it. Welcome everyone to another episode of That Record Got Me High. That is Barry Stock, and that is Rob Elba. And we'd like to welcome you all. We'd like to welcome. I know we have some new listeners coming on. We have a lot of new listeners lately. We've our listener count's been going up. So if you're new to us, you know me and Barry. What can I say? We're 
a delightful, delightful people, and I'm sure you're going to enjoy it. Yeah, that's not true, but and whatever. We, and we have a, a very special show tonight. Oh, by the way, uh, this is our first show of season, season three. three. Uh, this so is season clap, three. We'll clap for ourselves. Yes, we're clapping for ourselves, and we have a very special guest on the line. Let's say hi to Mr. Sam Fogarino. Hey, yeah. Sam. Howdy, y'all. <laughs> How you doing, Sam? You're calling from... I'm doing... I thought you were in Athens, but you're not it's, actually it's in Athens. Athens. You should just tell people Athens, because right, really... Tell them Athens. Uh, I'd like to just go... I live in North Georgia. Yeah, Northeast, North Northeast Georgia. Georgia. You so, live in, the, you live oh, in yeah. the blue oasis in the little... The sea of uh, red there. So, totally. So, Sam, that's exciting, though. You're on the first uh, show of our third. This is the start of our third season. Well, it's of the exciting show. for us. Maybe not for Sam, but whatever. <laughs> you know. Well, Sam, actually, okay. I've been trying to get you on for two seasons, finally, but we finally got you because you're a busy. Sam's a busy guy. Yeah, okay, and we couldn't get Hugo Burnham. So that's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Sam, many of you know Sam because he is the drummer for the band Interpol, and you've been, you've been the you've been playing. How long have you been playing with Interpol now? Like a really long time, right? Yeah. 20 years. I, I thought it was 20 wow. years. That's insane, right? That's, impre- that's, that's very impressive. All right, but Barry, just so you know, that's not that's not Sam's real claim to fame. That's not where Sam made, made his bones. Because for those who know, I Sam, know. <laughs> Sam I made his know. bones in a little band called the Holy Terrors that I was also in. So yeah. uh, we, uh, That's right. So Sam's one of my dearest friends for 30 years. So we're 30 30 years. years. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That's effing crazy. It is so fucking crazy. But we finally uh, got you on the show. And what is the record you, we're talking about tonight that you brought, Sam? Oh, we we're going to talk about Swerve Driver's Mezcal Head. Yeah. And I will yeah. say, I will say right now, Barry, I, I love, sometimes we do a record and like one of us won't be familiar or sometimes right. neither of us will be. Right. But Barry was not. And I, and I like, we, we always try not to talk about a record before, but when I come in, I just say, so what do you think? And Barry... Fucking, what'd you say about it? It's incredible. I think it's an amazing record. <laughs> he loved huh? it. And then we get mad at ourselves like he's like, how did I miss that? You know, how did I miss the record? But um, yeah, it happened. Yeah, it's, it totally happens. It does. I, I found too that over, like this came out in, the Mezcal Head came out in 1993. Right. It was, a, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page here. Yes. <laughs> second, <laughs> yeah. So it was their second hey, album. Hey, it's a Leo like me. Oh, right, oh, right. Okay. August 5th, 1993. Yep. You and I were in the thick of the Holy Terrors in 1993. We were, and we'd already, so we'd, we had already heard the, the first record, Race, right? Because that came out <coughs> in totally. 91. But 91. Yeah, but this is the record. And, and you know, I was thinking, Sam, because do you find, like, I, I, I totally remember this record, like, listening to it again and like, going through it a, a lot. You know, sometimes you listen to records that you discovered, like, uh, when you were younger, and you realize, oh, I, I listen to this so much, you know, and it's just like so much. You you like know all the parts coming up because you listen to it so much. And yeah. do you feel like kind of like you kind of don't get that? Like even you, you just discover new music now, but it's not the same of when you were a certain age and, and you discovered bands or, or records. Yeah, you were just kind of, a, I think you were open to it. And I guess at a certain point for every generation, like there's something you haven't heard yet. Yeah, right, right. And now we're we're so old, we feel like we we've basically yeah, heard it yeah, all. Yeah, but my feeling with this record was that how did I, you know, how did I miss this band? How did I, how did I totally? Because the the you know the the sound of this record is is really really appealing, and the 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 yeah. the way the guitars sound and everything about uh-huh. it is just fantastic. Um, and it's you know I must have just been checked out like during that time period. 
I, I don't. No, I no, just I mean, it. It, 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 it's a typical thing that happened like throughout the '80s and into the '90s, with you know, band gets signed on a major label, and you know, they're not going to hit the top forty, right? Or right. you know, even like peak like AOR, you know, radio, and uh, you know, they get no attention, they get no distribution and promotion and all that shit, right? And so it became like this. You know, like for those who know, kind of thing. Right, right. You know, much yeah. to much to the band's demise. You know, at a certain point. Right. And it was always that kind of thing. You know, where they just had like rabid fans, but there was few. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, my friend, uh, my friend, a uh, guy from Tallahassee named Tommy Hamilton. I know loved Swerve Driver, and he used to like say, "You know, Swerve Driver, they're incredible." Blah blah. We were like, "Yeah, yeah, whatever." And we just kind of <laughs> didn't. It just didn't. Yeah. It didn't. But now I had I'm friends going, like that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I experienced the same thing, and it was just like you—you you like this kind of stuff, you know. You yeah. like X, and this is yeah. a capital X, right? Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, right. it's like no, this is like personified, like it, it kind of like w- what we were all listening to, like speaking for Rob and I back around then. It was like Pixies, Sonic Youth, and it's exactly all this kind of, right. It's exactly. Yeah. And what I'm going to say is that this—he takes all that stuff and kind of puts it in a package that's. Um, really sometimes more appealing to listen to than than the 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 people he you know some of the influences that he's grabbed he just yeah. he grabs the best parts of those things right right and you go totally what they did what the main thing for me was like taking like the energy of like proto-punk like yeah forget pre-punk like the stooges yeah and this real fucking rock and roll, like on the edge, you know, always yes. gonna fall, o- almost always falling over. And then, you know, their contemporaries at the time, you know, the whole shoegaze, for lack of a better term, right. the whole dream. And then they, you know, borrowed that. Right, right. And but it was like not, yeah. It was like um, what I was thinking. If I were to describe it to someone, I'd say my my bloody Valentine needs Husker Du or something like that. Like, yeah. Like, well, get the I, or, and here's how I got it. I had as if Dinosaur Jr. had two guitar players, and and it's just that thing, you know, where there's so much interesting stuff happening. But you get that aggression too. You the do, hard, heavy aggression, which yeah. a lot of the shoegaze bands didn't have because they were standing still, like staring Sam, at their Sam shoes. Sam said the proto punk thing, and they'll do stuff where they'll stick on a riff for a while, and they'll just play it, and they'll stretch it, and that's something that. And that's a, that's you know more like a Velvet's formula or a Stooges formula where you're just like oh we're just gonna do this for a while yeah and yeah yeah it's not it's not nothing it's not gonna change we're just gonna have this hypnotic riff for a while and if they were you know pop conscious it would be like you know three minute twenty and we're out right yeah exactly but that you know there's certain aspects too where you know they I think they were kind of pop conscious but like they weren't oh yeah no no i'm not not uh, trapped but you know they weren't gonna write the three you know three well, minutes 30 right seconds. and he also does weird things with the structures and the chord changes oh where yeah, it's a yeah. little unexpected yes and that yeah. sort of also tosses you out of the pop bin because oh well who was it that oh. said oh the we were talking about um with the one that steve mishner did the um the go-betweens and they said they had this incredible song that they wanted to put out as a single, and the record label, whoever their major label, said, 
Uh, no, it has an extra bar, so we can't. We're not okay. going to put it out as yeah, a yeah, single. Yeah, yeah, because the public won't be able to. They yeah, won't be able to understand. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> That's you know. So I I read a good. Uh, I actually saw a review uh, somewhere by our good friend Jack. Rabbit. Oh, that was the all music review. Yeah, yeah I saw yes, that. Jack Rabbit, and he had a great thing. He said, "They uh, this record, especially the songs on this record, kick your ass without seeming like they tried hard uh, to do it." Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I thought that was a really good. We're going to modestly make Ponzi out of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> and and that's the thing. There were really good songs. See the. All of their records are worth listening to, and they're good. But this one sort of brought it all together, where there's just like so many. The yeah. songs are just great, and 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 as we go through it, we'll see some of the songs don't even really have a core, a proper chorus. No. Some of them, the, yeah. the instrumental parts are the chorus of the song. Yes. Are the chorus? Yeah. Yep. And which is so, which is so. It's like an implied chorus. Yes, exactly, exactly. But you don't miss it. You don't go. No, no. no oh, there's something missing here. It's just like. So you, you go. Well, you know. Okay, going back to the first full-length raise right. you know he there adam has the lust with the road and you know american cars and all that and i love how you know son of a mustang ford how he appropriates these like real american <laughs> terms yes. you know and, yeah yeah and all the analogies that go along with it but like this record mezcal head sounds like you're in a fucking car it d- yes it yes. does and it also and is. and it's just like you know when you're kind of just cruising and you're yeah. talking or listening to music and then you know when the driver is like maybe did a rail of cocaine yeah, yeah. right and yeah. it's florided and it's it and is really like manic yeah right, right. you know they have those parts you know yeah where, and it's like if you really and Rob, like going back to what you're saying when you were younger, it's like things were fucking visceral. Yes. Yeah. yeah right, right. You know, you could feel it in your gut, and um, I guess it's on for seeking heat, like the first yeah. song. Yes. Because it starts out with the noise and you know the kind of drum cadence thing happening, yes, and it yes, builds yes. up, and you know they pull back before they hit the one again, and it's just like it's that inertia, you know, yeah. like here we go. Hmm. Right. Right. Well, this record just... reminds me of when I, when I first, like I first heard Black Sabbath when I was really young, somehow miraculously, and I heard the album Master of Reality, and it mm-hmm. gave me this, and I was like seven, and it gave me this really weird feeling, the sound of that <laughs> record, and I did not realize until I was about fifteen, I was like, oh, it that record makes you feel like you're stoned. This record, does, <laughs> this record does the same thing, where it makes you feel like you're slightly intoxicated, you're slightly stoned. Well, it is. It's a euphoric, it's a euphoric record. It totally is. Yeah. Even when it's kind of on the, you know, sullen, you know, on that yeah, side of the mood spectrum, it's still, it's still uh, blissful. Yes, exactly. Even, you know, when he's, you know him being <laughs> our friend Adam. Yeah. You know. Yes. Which, down. by the way, you know, I, I should mention, well, this this episode is going to come out after we just did an episode, but it's it hasn't come out yet. Uh, oh. Uh, by the time this oh. out with Adam, he, we did a Stranglers record, but I just, Sam, I just got to throw out that he just happened to mention, because I just, I made just a comment about he always has great, because Swerve Driver has been through a lot of different members, which is we'll talk about with this record, too. But he did throw out your name as one of the best drummers he ever played with. He, made, he, he named did. two two drummers, and you were the second person he, ma- he named as one well, of the best drummers. That's very kind. He's yeah. too- 
Uh, no, he's not too kind. He's probably right. But uh, yeah, so that's another thing that's weird because this sounds so much like a band together, but it was really Adam Franklin and Jimmy Hartridge. Uh, they, yeah. They had lost the, the drummer and the bass player and from bass the previous player. record. So they got right. this, this guy, Jez. Jez. Hinmarsh, yeah, Jez Hinmarsh, who didn't really had a different style than the, than the first guy. Who was I can't remember the first guy's name, but um, I don't have it with well, me. Well, if you listen to last week's episode, which will be that <laughs> this week's episode <laughs> next week, <laughs> you'll know the name because Adam says it. He did. He did say it actually. Yeah, and then but Steve George, the bass player, didn't play on this. Like they they have him listed on the record because he ended up being their bass player for a while. But it's, ba- right. it's basically Adam and uh, Jimmy Hardridge playing bass on uh, songs, so yeah. switching off playing yeah. bass. So it's crazy how they kind of brought it together. Like you would never know that if someone didn't tell you that. Well, here from my experience as a drummer who's plays with people who knows how to write right. and who know how to write songs. Um, if walking into that situation, if you were a drummer and, and you know, Jimmy and Adam had been laying down guitars and bass to a click or whatever, it, it, man, if you didn't know what to do as a drummer, then you should just put sticks down. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because tough. the fucking yeah. songs are handed to you on a plate. All you have to do is like, Justify them. Play, yeah, right. Play the play the damn song. Play the fuck out of them. Yeah. Well, you know, Joe Strummer hit the famous quote: "A band is as good as its drummer," which I agree with. But but (laughs) that good drummer needs to play. He's have good songs to play. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That that bad songs, good drummer. You don't hear it. You don't hear. You don't hear good drumming. You hear a bad song. (laughs) Right. Right. True. I could say, well, I won't hearken back to the Soul Asylum episode about the... <laughs> we had an episode where we did a Soul Asylum record, and there, my belief is that the guy was had never played with the click or was trying to play to a click. And you can hear the point at which he's listening to oh. hear the click. And, oh, right. That, and, that awful slow-up, speed-up. Yeah, and it's yeah. weird. Some drummers just... And it's not even necessarily that they were a bad drummer, but it's like they shouldn't be made but to, to play, play with to a click. click. Yeah, yeah, some drummers can pull it yeah. off and some can't. And also, I, on I, that go, the Go-Betweens record, I hate to go back to a, a Steve Michener episode, but that's how they recorded that uh, 21 Lovers Lane was they had the two songwriters sit together and face each other and play tracks uh, into uh, play the tracks, and then everybody else, including the drummer, had to go back in and sync with that. So that's really hard. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's just, that's crazy hard. But you, uh, but you have done that too, right? I know. I, I I don't know if the last Interpol record, but I know talking to you that you've told me you've you've done that before, right? You've done. Uh, haven't you done drums over, or is it? Are you doing drums over yourself though? Uh, I did drum. No, but they. What they did, what we did was, I would, we'd all go in. We did this on, especially on the, the self-titled record. We all went in at one time in one day, just laid down all scratch guitars, scratch bass, scratch everything. I did my tracks to a click and that scratch, and then they were able to overdub with just recorded drums. Oh, okay. So they didn't need a click. And now speaking of that record, who produced that or who's who worked on that record? On that self-titled record? 
Alan Mulder. Didn't Al, wasn't that the Alan one? Mulder? Yeah, he and he's the, the producer record. of this record. So uh, now I, I I was wondering. So what is he? I'm, I'm thinking he has to have something to do with how great this record is too. Because the thing is, the, the first record was awesome with all the guitars, but it, they also got kind of muddy and washed together. But this one they got lost. Yeah, yeah. there's so much going yeah. on with the guitars, but you hear them all. Separation. Yes. Just well, beautiful. he he. I asked Adam about that. Um, and he he was like <laughs> he's so gracious with everybody that that he's worked with. You know when he when he talks about a some anecdote, you know, never takes credit for himself. Right. And he was just like, you know, we would just go in and do our parts, and then come back, and that's how it sounded. Oh right, yeah. I think he actually mentioned that. Does wow. did he say about leaving and coming back? Yeah, yeah, that's okay. right. Yeah, and I was because I was expecting a little bit of that, like share that knowledge with me, you know. <laughs> with some, because I, I mean, you know, a lot of uh, Paul Banks and Interpol, he's always getting in, you know, in that world, you know, kind of, you know, we're going to use that amp or like how right. we making the, and yeah. whether whether or not it has any input, he just he kind of wants to know what's going on, and there's at least a dialogue about it. Right. Um, and, you know, I just thought that, you know, Adam just being the caliber of guitar player, too. I just had, yes. you know, this fantasy he was going to, you know, point me out the miking technique or yeah, whatever. And it wasn't he's like, like that. no. And then, you know, that's like, that's a, you know, somebody who could take that, you know, all that, that, you know, the bare information, all those guitar parts, and then not only make sense of it, but then like, yeah, and make totally. It all- Whew. Yeah, talk about like imaging, right? Yeah, well, that's it. The, the, they make little movie. The songs to me, that's uh, they're like uh, little films, like yep. little films with all this yes. atmosphere going on. But it also mm-hmm. doesn't, as much as going on, it doesn't sound overthought. No, like, and, and that's important. No. I think that's why the songs are so great. Some of them because they just don't yeah. sound like they were overthought and overdone. They were just, they're just. No, it sounds done. like they were, you know. <laughs> together you know oh, i got an idea yeah, yeah exactly exactly yeah and then like, here, oh that's great we nailed it let's record it right you know, neil young style yeah yeah right. yeah that's funny well, yeah, like, we and the grifters was the same with the same uh right and we mentioned neil young too with that uh, yeah that's that right did. all right so let's get into this record uh proper uh let's get into the first song yeah so we had already we, we were fans of um of Swerve Driver, the first album raised, but man, this record, I, I'll never forget. And it wasn't a record, actually. We had this on tape. I remember it was a cassette. Yeah. Because yeah. we listened yeah, to it in the car. Tape. Yeah, all the time. So let's listen to uh, the first song for CT. Then and but with also with the super melodic stuff too. Oh you, yeah, like it's already already like it, within the first thirty seconds of the song, you just had this scope of like you know yeah. the building you know tension ridden beginning you know that just really 
build such great tension. And then when it opens up, man, it's just like they throw flames at you or something. Yes. <laughs> yes. It, it's just so, man, you just, I, you know, <laughs> when we were working on, I think El Pintor record, you know, Daniel was listening to some demos and he's like, I love this so, song so much. It makes me want to punch somebody in the face. <laughs> yeah. Dan- and that's like Daniel is the most like, kind, gentle yeah. individual you'll ever meet. Like, right. It's yeah. a man that you would, he's the definitive gentleman, you know, and yeah. then it just, that's what that song does too. Right. And, yeah. you know, it's like, I yeah. love you. I'm going to punch you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah. This is uh, okay. uh, 2020 now, Sam. It's 2020. We can't even say that. Yeah, no, uh, yeah. That, it's all consensual. <laughs> yes, exactly. But, yeah. the, all right, so right off the gate, this is what we were talking about, though. The, it, what is the chorus of the song? That down and down. And, oh, yeah. That's like the chorus of the song. Right, that, yeah, that, right. Sure. that instrumental riff. And the is, there a bar, is there a bar of seven in that first in that first section? Because I, I count a missing beat in there. I, know, I was like, and I've ne- I had never counted it out, but I was like, man. Yeah, I that, think there's like they drop a one. Or maybe okay. That's yeah. At the, at the before it goes into the verse proper, <laughs> something like that's that. That's a guitar player talking to a drummer because Barry said bar seven, and then you say drop a one, but it's the same thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and, and you could tell. Ma I don't know Rob what either no of you idea. were talking that's about. Right. So yeah, that's okay. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm a because I'm a song. I'm a songwriter, song stylist. I don't have yeah. to worry about actually. You know, a blur, music. a blur of beauty, intoxicating, existence outstripped, outshine. Head clear, cold, chassis shaking, encounter of body and mind. The world's a violent machine, precise exultance, so serene. It's like, okay, there's that's some good there's some good words there. Yeah, there are some good words there. <laughs> well, okay, okay, he okay, Adam Mr. Adam Franklin hails from Oxford. Indeed. England. Yes, yes. That's he's, where he called us very from. Elo- yeah. Him talking shit is eloquent. It sounds like <laughs> right. It's <true>. profound. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I introduced my girlfriend to Adam some years ago, and um, you know he's just lovely as always, and just smiling and making small talk. And he walked away, and she's like, "I'll listen to anything." He says. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, let's not get carried away with well, that. But yeah, you know. that's what I told her. I like, <laughs> exactly I right. <laughs> Listen, listen, no, listen, is, listen, doll. Like, Hold on. He's an eloquent individual. Yeah. All right. So the next song on this record, this this song was kind of a big a big song for them, and definitely got them uh, got them noticed. It got played on at least MTV. What did they yeah, have? Was, sure. Did they have 120 minutes around this time? 120 minutes. Going? Yeah. yeah. I remember the video. Right. Right. Yeah. All right. So let's yeah. listen to a little bit of Duel.
great. And uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. another thing great, man, that yeah. doesn't sound dated at all. It no. doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. Not at all. And uh, that's another thing that they have great. Uh, sometimes they won't even have a chorus in a song, but they'll have a bridge. And that's like that great, <laughs> yeah, that right. bridge when that guitar comes in. That, oh, yeah, it's awesome. That's a bridge I mean, part of the okay. song, it's so yeah, good. Yeah, and then it goes up, it then, then hits the next note. Yes, yeah. yes, right, <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah. And then the, the see, the, this is where that's like that you get that that droning thing, that note. Yes. Yes, that whole you know fairly dissonant, but still very you know consonant to what's going on. It, yeah, it still sounds. It sits nicely. Yeah, yeah. Then the fucking big power chords, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, and then the way that Alan places those guitars, where it's like. It, they're right in front of your face. Yeah, exactly. They are. And <laughs> exactly. this this is the first this track is where I I said to myself, "Oh, well there's a that's that that intro part of the song. That's a classic Thurston Moore guitar intro to a song. The way the guitar sounds oh, and the notes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah. "Okay, yeah, he's definitely that, that there's the Sonic Youth thing in there." Well, but then his, they go in that, a totally that's his favorite yeah contemporary band so yeah I remember asking him like do you you know we all have favorite like, of course you know, right adam yeah. spill the beans yeah man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it would have to be sonic youth yeah maybe. sure yeah. it makes I mean, sense but uh, and also me and barry were talking about how they don't sound necessarily british they almost sound no, more like an i would american ne- i would never band. i would and never that- pick this as a british band <laughs> oh man like we used to have conversations about this back in the day with our our bass player, Rob yes. Will, <laughs> oh, Will Trev, who, who can talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Will can talk. Yeah, yeah, well, we had many. <laughs> it's like you know, he's like, they, it sounds like they're from Boston. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right, real. right. Yes, uh, exactly. Except for that English accent, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, the right. band as a whole definitely. Yeah, they sound. Uh, and I think when this record came out, supposedly it was picked up more by the American indie scene. Obviously, it oh didn't God. become huge, yeah. but the indie yeah. scene more so than uh, than back in England because yeah. they just they're too forceful. Something... Yeah, right. exactly. It's, it's, exactly. Got, it's got punch. Kind of, I mean, which is still kind of weird because like my bloody Valentine that's like a a, a jet engine. Yeah, True. Right. Right. I mean, you couldn't even you can't you couldn't discern. Yeah, like, but you know what? Song. They've got a there's a there's an American quality to this that I, yeah. I it's hard to say. Okay, well, it's this thing or that thing. But like you said, it sounds like it could be from Boston, but you would never go, oh, it's from Oxford, um, except for his no. voice. <laughs> right, right. Just the right. the way it's um, and his eloquence. And yeah, exactly. And uh, the producer guy's British too. Uh, Alan Mulder is British too, right? Yeah, you, totally. Okay, totally British. Right, not just not just partially not British. A, he's totally all the way. British. Yeah, he's full <laughs> he on, full on British. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's get uh, to this next song here. This is another uh, just awesome song. This this record just hits you, bam, bam, yeah. bam, yeah, yeah. bam. Uh, let's just Chock do a little of bit hits. of blowing cool.
That's incredible. Yeah. When that wah guitar comes in, it's just like, oh, there's another texture. Yeah, yeah, And it yeah, just, yeah, yeah. it's amazing. It's, it's great. And, and you know, Barry, uh, I, was, I forgot to mention. Right We've lost beginning. all objectivity. I know. Yeah. We're just gushing like a bunch of schoolgirls. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the beginning, you know, it makes sense now knowing that uh, what a Stranglers fan Adam is. That's yeah, bass yeah, in the yeah. beginning. Oh, yeah. That sounds like it base. could be the beginning of a Stranglers For song. For sure. Yeah, yeah. first. Uh, See, what I, what I like about this song, aside from all that, kind of you know kind of raw intent you know musically right yeah it's very melancholic yes oh yeah 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 oh, well the yeah. lyrics and i'm searching for these changes but that, they but, just slip by me every day and everything yeah, yeah. and then it's just a pixies thing too where it sounds happy but the content you yes. know it's dark yeah you yeah know, yeah it's, yeah. it's, it's sunny but not cheerful yeah I, yeah. yeah well it's letting the sun in it's letting light in to like you know what is kind of would be gloomy otherwise yeah pay right. pay phone calling down the square the people stare this day yeah. planet's beauty lies behind untutored eyes nice <laughs> nice it is nice did he go to college or is this all just... He know? dropped out, I think. Okay. Yeah. I think it's we'll just like, that. it's a birthright. It's Oxford. <laughs> it's Oxford yeah, thing. You're sure. right. Yeah. Birthright. So what's your... I mean, he uh, told from, me one day... One uh, day Philadelphia, Sam. Said, uh, what's your birthright? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> no good. What were you saying? What did he say? I was, yeah, was going to try to think. It's probably like graffiti or something. <laughs> <laughs> Wearing your ba- baseball hat backwards. <laughs> yeah, I got... Hey, uh, I think I had like... I had, I was. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, what were you saying? What were you saying about him? What he said about? Him? Oh, just casually. Oh yeah, my mom wrote a book. Oh right. <laughs> just yeah, casually. just like, <laughs> you know, like oh, my oh. mom made cookies today. Yeah, right. right. What's your mother do? Yeah. Oh, she wrote a book. Yeah. Like, I got a new great. lunchbox. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. You know, oh. And it's just so nonchalant, you know, and it's yeah. like. Well, it, it's 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 fantastic. It's a fantastic record. Okay, so we are at the point now. We usually take about halfway through what we think will be the end of the podcast, but we don't know. But we're going to take a little break now, uh, refresh our drinks. I don't know. Are you doing anything, Sam? Are you drinking uh, coffee or what do you, what do you do? I'm in, drinking uh, some Topo Chico. Uh, do you know what that is? <laughs> is that some kind of I Athens don't know. Thing? Topo Chico. It's, it's it's carbonated water. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. No, but All fancy, right. fancy, fancy carbonated yeah. water. No, right. it's Mexican. Not that Mexican can't be fancy. No, but it's not fancy. But it's okay. just, it's, no, there's no it's flavor in like, it? No, it's just sparkling water. Oh, well, from that sounds Mexico. lovely. But, but it's mega, mega sparkling. All right. Well, oh, okay. And it's in a glass bottle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Slim gla- and, and wait, it costs under a buck. Wow. You Impressive. Know, living the dream, folks. Did you, you know? buy that at Piggly Wiggly or Bell's or <laughs> Albertson's? Bell's. Thank you very much. At Bell's. <laughs> yeah. I have to go all over the town to, 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 to get it. I think every like Mexican deli thinks I'm like the loco gringo Interpol, coming in you to can buy tell the water. Interpol's on break now. Sam's yeah, yeah. running around <laughs> buying sparkling coming. water. Here comes that oh, yeah. guy. <laughs> when are you guys going out again, uh, Sam? <laughs> all right, so we're going to be back. Uh, we're talking about Swerve Driver and Mezcalhead with our friend Sam Fogarino. We'll be back for more in a minute. Oh, Superman. Oh, oh, oh. 
That record got me high. Would like to thank this week's guest, Sam Fogarino, drummer for the band Interpol, for providing us with a 10th anniversary edition of Turn Out the Bright Lights to be given away to our $3 and above Patreon supporters. The drawing will take place during next week's episode and will be announced during next week's episode. So, pay attention and you might win a really cool CD, DVD, box set. Thank you. Hi. I'm not home right now, but if you want to leave a message, just start talking at the sound of the tone. That record got me high as pleased to be sponsored by Is This Tomorrow? Is This Tomorrow is an international distributor of high quality vaccines. We are working hard, every day, to provide you with marginally effective remedies, for emerging pandemic viruses. Should you come into contact with anyone with a pandemic virus, please go to your nearest Starbucks, and say to the barista, I am really not feeling very well, Mr. Alphabet Soup. This is a secret code that will cause this tomorrow's team of immunologists to appear auto-magically at your location, and you will be whisked away for treatment, treatment, soil and green as peep hole, people, further information available at itsthistomorrow.com, isthistomorrow.com, isthistomorrow.com, peep hole. Do not broadcast this message. I am really not feeling very well. Mr. Alphabet Soup. Indeed it did. Um, (laughs) All right, so are we rolling, Barry? I never even turned it off because I'm uh, paranoid. Well, yeah, we got some gold there, I'm sure. Uh, all right, we're <laughs> yeah. back with That yeah. Record Got Me High. That is Barry Stock. That's Rob Elba. And we are talking to Mr. Sam Fogarino of the band Hello. Interpol. Yes. And he's a great guy. I've known him 30 years. I've 30 known him years. Since you were a kid, since you were like a, like a little, like a, a baby. Kid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but we both scrawny. Uh, yeah, yeah. You were you were very scrawny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We wouldn't describe you as scrawny anymore, would we? Uh, no, no. no. <laughs> now I'm just bloody average. You are. Average. No, you're still in good shape. Still, I took Barry. We went and saw the last time Interpol we came did? here. Oh, we yeah. went and saw him, and Barry had never yeah. seen. And I, I told Barry, well, Sam, just to refer you, Sam's a great drummer, motherfucker, fantastic and, show. And I know Barry's. Of the, he's always of the opinion that you know great the drummer the, makes the band. The drummer makes the band, so he did. Yeah, he definitely. Even know, though I'm a guitar player, guy. I know the guitar players are a dime a fucking dozen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that you know, <laughs> but great, you know, great drummer. Mean, it's true, but like great, like I said, the I mean, great drummer playing better songs. Well, the better songs yeah. can't hurt. They can't hurt. Yeah. And the little, uh, um, yeah. So these songs. 
uh, that's the thing. There a lot of them, not necessarily songs that some guy's gonna sit down with an acoustic guitar and play. Yeah, it's no, you can't. That's not what they're uh-uh. about. It's an electric band. You know? yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's a two guitar. It's an ensemble where the two things, the things go together in a way that makes a whole. So it's not like singer songwriter. Like I'm gonna play a G and an A and then a D and then an F. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you guys just sort of play along. It's right, obviously right, right. it's it's <laughs> yeah, orchestrated. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, That's are, crazy because they're such different. They're each such different guitar players. Yes. But I mean, it, it and works, that's the, that's it. That's the beauty. It is the beauty. And, you know, it's the man, like the rock and roll tradition, too. It's like, you'll know, Rob, it's the Fender Gibson combination. Oh, right. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is yeah. a real thing. It is. He's got a, yeah. what, a Les Paul and a Jazzmaster. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you could you, you have the, the, you know, the very uh, widely used... Uh, Telly and Les Paul. Yeah, That's yeah, true. there you yeah. go. Yeah. Sometimes you have a Strat and a Les Paul. Right, but right. Like, Telly's great, but you don't want to do two Tellys together? No. What's the point? Yeah, it's, you're no, it's right. not no, going to no, work. No, it's, it's singular voice. Exactly. Leave, yeah. There you go. Yeah. And that's coming from but, a drummer, so you know, take it take it for what it's worth. All right, let's get uh, this next song. <laughs> it's called yeah. I know. Well, that's Barry. I always yeah. have a thing like that. This yeah. is uh, next one is called MM. Oh, and I actually read something cool about this song. Let's listen to a little bit of MM. And see, the thing is, dynamics, it, it, incredible it, dynamics. Yeah, it, it, it could just be one type of song. It could be this sort of more. Oh, this is more like a uh, you know a, sing along, sing song, yeah. And then it just Bam. comes in almost heavier than it should has any right to be when it, everything <laughs> yeah. comes in. You know. Yeah. Uh, that, to me, that's the resolve. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so, it's a blistering. This is a blistering, you know, transition there. And this record is exactly. 20, 27 years old, so it still sounds fresh, totally, con- totally, which means acts basically that rock and roll hasn't progressed at all because it's... it's <laughs> well, in a way, that's what I was saying. I don't know, it's weird. Do young kids, can young kids still discover, I don't know, I, I, I really think they can because I think, yeah, it's like you were saying before, Sam, you just don't have as much of a frame of reference for things. So sometimes well, they you're like hearing the, stuff They like brand some new. of the stuff we like, but they don't have the baggage of having, there's actually they don't baggage, have the baggage yeah. of having been there when it was created. Yeah, so to yeah. them, mm-hmm. it doesn't have any association negative or positive. Right. With like, oh God, we oh, have so know, much baggage. Right. No, it, like, it makes you know, it, they can hear a Lemonheads record and not go, Evan Dando's is just a fucking asshole. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's true. I, I, I met a student of my sister, former student of my sister's, and like the kid, he's like, man, I don't even think he's 21 years old yet. And he was wearing a Neubauten shirt. 
Hey, kid, hey, kid, come over here. Come on. Do you know what that is? I mean, and, and then that we let, I was like, well, that's too, you know, I, let's talk, we can talk about ministry, but that's even too much for me. Neubauten. Ein the Neubauten. I mean, he was 20 years old. Did you right? ask him if but, he actually, you know, it's actually like, even that's... knew what it meant? Does he... Oh, he was no. He's very intelligent. Oh, okay. Yeah, so right. he, knew. Okay. he knew. That's he knew. good. At yeah. least he knew. I got in trouble for no. posting. A, there was a woman here in town that I just shot a rando photo of. This cute young woman, and she was wearing a throbbing gristle T-shirt, and I posted it on Facebook. And I was like, you know, there's no no way she knows what this is. And people were like, oh no, I know her. She knows exactly. I was like, oh, take it back. I take it back. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. Yeah, you don't you don't know. That's the thing because it's so trendy just to wear a, exactly you know, yeah. to be hyper ironic. Yeah. Joy, you know, that joy, the, the, I know the the some people wearing that joy division or the shirt, Ramones shirt. Know. You're like, you don't know who the fucking Ramones are, mm. and it's okay. But whatever. it's okay, right? Exactly. All right. So do you right. guys know? Did you guys read it all? What the, why the song is called MM Abduct? Like I have who, no who idea. the MM is? No. I actually found uh, an interview about this record with Adam, and it was supposed to be Mickey Mouse originally. Oh, Mickey Mouse, no, you can't he, say Mickey Mouse. Said, no, oh, no. Probably better not do that. But no. yeah, because it was sort of, he heard about someone in uh, Disneyland, actually Brick Smith, which, uh, yeah, do you remember yeah, yeah. Brick Smith? She yeah, was sure. in the uh, fall. Yeah, Marky, Marky Smith's, Smith's wife. wife for a while. Uh, had gone uh, to thing. Disneyland as a child, and supposedly a guy in a Mickey Mouse suit was like cre- creeping, on, well, creeping on her. Oh. Like, and <laughs> sort of, yeah, being inappropriate. So that's, it was sort of, uh, I, I don't think the song itself has anything to no. do with that but title, that's where though. the title mm abduction comes from well i, I like though there's a the line in that song the darker forces just ain't real yes yes <laughs> yes yes exactly the, so the that, ultra- you know could yeah. be from the perspective is like it's just mickey mouse right yeah, yeah. oh actually that's good sam let's go well, look at you a drummer coming up with that stuff <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes I uh, no. I always I don't know. I read books. <laughs> I kid as long as the, the, you know pictures. I, Sam, right. I, when I was in a band that with was Sam, a he was the, on Bobcat he was the only right he was the that. only other person in the band that would pay attention to any of the lyrics in the song. Oh, really? He was the only oh, okay. one that would actually say what's what are the words there and, yeah, and would okay. be into it and stuff. Right. So I will say that William had no idea what any of the songs were about. Well, yeah, yeah. and you you, <laughs> but it was cool because you told me what to read too. It's awesome. Oh yeah, that's right. Love and Last Exit to Brooklyn. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah. But no, right. it kind of informed. I just real when I, when we started playing together, I realized that I was interested in lyrics. Yes. All of a sudden, I was like, "Wait, this is cool." Right. Right. Yes. <laughs> That to really kind of be to watch somebody do that and like you know to be there and why did you choose? You know, I wouldn't ask him. I wouldn't ask Rob why he chose certain certain words, but like. Just trying to figure out where he's coming from became very important. Yeah, and that's yeah we do that a lot here. And there are some people say like, oh, I don't give a shit about lyrics. I don't care. But right. I think you even if you think you don't, you kind of do because yeah. they're, they're well, made, yeah. even if you don't know what a song's about, you hear the word. Some words pop out, and it sort of gives you it yeah, helps feeling. paint the picture yeah, sure. of it as much as the, uh, yep. the music. Yeah, is. it's cool too. I, I like when you even if it's just a a phrase. That you know, no matter what it's uh, it's it's context it's in it when it resonates with you, no matter what. Exactly. Yeah. No matter yeah. the back backstory, that's a that's a good thing too about not really knowing. Right. Right. Yeah. Because sometimes, yeah, you you don't right. have to. It's just because the, yeah, and and we've discussed it comes up often. 
that the artists, what they think they were writing about, they will discuss it and it will change. So their actual interpretation of their own lyrics will change over time, what they were yeah. talking about. Yeah, because maybe they yeah. didn't even realize they yeah. were sort of subconsciously they were actually writing about something yeah. else. Uh, this last song... I, I thought one more thing. I, I, I thought, too, as a drummer, it was always important to kind of get the intention. Yeah, yeah, because you 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 want to play the song as you wanna, as you want to play yeah. the song. Yeah, well, right. The drumming is the punctuation of the singer. Oh yeah. See, that's why that's why you're that's why Adam Franklin says you're. <laughs> that's right. Bass player just no, needs no. to follow the kick drum, and that's yeah. it. You just just play Bass with the kick, and it'll be, it'll be good. To the side of the stage. Yep. Okay. Yep. It's so important. Could you, like, as great as this record is, could you imagine if he had just gotten some mediocre drummer on it? No, no, it would be, uh, no. Uh Uh-uh. Yeah, it would be... Uh, Whatever. It would yeah, be a we, shame. We, we definitely wouldn't be. His, it would be a Shonda. Okay. It would be a Shonda. And we, we wouldn't be talking about it, I'll tell you that That's much. That's true. No. Uh, all right, so no. let's get to this next song. This song, fucking, this is another one where the where the chorus is this fucking riff that opens up the song. Let's listen to <laughs> Last Train to Satanville. Yeah. <laughs> it's that like, is, a, and it's got like a, that, a western vibe. It's got like that sort of a, uh, uh, you know, almost a uh, cowboy Johnny f- Cash. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Johnny it Cash does. It has a little that kind of. It is very. It's like American. Yeah. Yes, it's so American it's and like the, very oh. Americana. And it, but then it's subverted because they do all the. Yeah. Weird. Oh yeah. You know things that kind of pop in and out. Yes. You know the little. And the opening salvo with the delays and the oh, trembling, uh, yes, yeah. uh, beautiful. The opening thing, uh, Kafka, very Kafka s. <laughs> you look like you've been losing sleep. <laughs> said a stranger <laughs> on a train. I fixed him with an ice cold stare and said, "I've been having, having those, those dreams, dreams again." again. <laughs> That's perfect. Man. It, it yeah. is perfect because it sort of brings you right into well, it right it's away. Also like, very, what is he talking it's about? Very much. It's very much like a like a novel. It's very. Uh, it's. Um, could be let's uh, call up someone from England and literature. Have them tell us what the literature. Word is. Oh, yeah. It's very literature. Would it lit- be a it's literature? It's a stanza. It's yeah. a stanza, <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, but it's it's sort of like like we said before, it makes a mo- the song is a movie and, <coughs> and yeah, the, shot by Jim Jarmusch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah it's yeah. exactly right. That's exactly <laughs> That's right. And it's it doesn't feel British at all. It, it feels no, yeah. Yeah. Um, it doesn't, but you know what's funny is that just the whole because he train culture in Europe 
Oh, yeah, yeah. It's well, like right. you're not going to run into yeah. that stranger on an Amtrak. Right. Oh, yeah, don't picture it. Yeah. Your rail. Right. The train he's you, thinking about. See, I see we're Adam. thinking about We're thinking okay. about a, a, a steam locomotive out in the Old West, and he's thinking about the, you know a train that goes from London to Oxford. The, the tube, right? right. Yeah, or, the or, or even just a regular modern train. Not the train. tube, but just a commuter train. Just a commuter, commuter train, train. Right, yeah. right, 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 right. You know, but you would run in, you would have that conversation, though. He would be yeah. sitting across from, you know, but you there's know, also the smartly famous, dressed gentleman going yeah. to the office. There's right. also the <laughs> Patricia, Patricia Highsmith novel, Strangers on a Train. And that you if you know the story there, it's a it's a bad things happen. Yeah. Uh, well, that's a yeah. Intimating, well, yeah, he's intimating here about the bad things. Yeah. How about an Orient Express style train? Yeah, yeah right. Although sure, I yeah. have, I'll tell you, I have been on on the auto train that goes from Sanford <laughs> to there, and there are some strange people on that too. Yeah, I will tell you that sure. right now. Yeah. I have been. Yeah. Man, I, I was asked on an Amtrak from <laughs> Miami to Philadelphia at the age of seventeen if I would be interested in running coke. Oh, to Philly. <laughs> okay. Well. I had to speed the perfect mule because I oh, was man. so, you know. I was Scrubbed. a teenager. Yeah, right. Yes, yeah. I'm gonna guess you. I'm gonna call that a no, Bob. I said yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> nah. Well, even if it was a yes, Sam should definitely say no for the podcast. I, I, work, for, I, I work for the FBI. Leave me alone. <laughs> uh, who's your boss? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. I'll tell you how. Me it's too. Go, all right. <laughs> yeah. We'll do. I'll, I'll do the thing. I'll do uh, the thing. Yeah. All right. You so, work for me now. Yeah. That's what that really wasn't a question I was asking you. <laughs> so, in this in, in this article I found about uh, they were asking him about this record. Adam Franklin does not like the sequencing of the record, which I find funny because I really like it. Doesn't bother me. He does. Yeah, he doesn't. He's not particularly fond of it. And uh, so this next song, uh, let's listen to a little bit of Harry and Maggie. just move you know they just they, they just move like you said uh sam this whole thing is like they don't gather any dust uh, yeah and it's very much nah. a car it's like yeah you could hear a uh, car is a moving train it's just always happening it's moving it, moving it, it, constantly yeah so this uh actually um i, I feel he, he's telling these obviously these lyrics i think are a little more just sort of uh, stream of conscious painting a picture but he's talking about actual people he knew harry and maggie uh, when he says, I kicked around with Harry, who lived near Salisbury Plain. He, he worked on a cathedral there every now and again. 
He would, yeah. which, uh, which he could rhyme playing with a game because yeah, right. he's English. Yeah. Uh, he worked with <laughs> yep. Stone, carved with Stone, odd jobs on the telephone. One sunny day, he was sent to the House of Parliament, chipping away at the gargoyles under the blistering sun. He carved out Maggie's <laughs> sucks on the backs of everyone. Nice. So in 500 years, there's going to be some history here after all it subsides in the sun. Yeah. So this guy was obviously, you know, had a bad breakup with Maggie, and he's carving Maggie's sucks. On the back of all these uh, gargoyles. It's gargoyles. That's crazy. It's just like, wow, what a great... What a great, yeah, what a great thing to take from real to life take, and put into yeah. a song. Which, obviously, Sam, you know from experience that I'm, I'm a big fan of that, taking the real life totally. things that happen. And, and that's, yeah. what makes the, that's what makes, you know, songs, things great, because it's like... Yeah, because you're, you're, you're creating a... A, a sub story. Yeah, so yeah, like yeah. out of something. Right, the, exactly, exactly. And, and I, I know that authors love that. Oh, right, right, oh, of right. Course. Yeah. Yes. Love that, you know, there's this, you know, interchange of, of you know, inspiration, motivation, you yes. know? Yes. It's kind of, it's really cool. I'd love when good authors, you know, know how to like name drop a band into uh, the, right. into the oh, context yeah, of Yeah, that's right. It's yes. so cool. Yep. Now, do you think, Sam, do you think you, like, as a, as a lad of, because you were in your early 20s when you were you're listening to this, do you mm-hmm. feel like you got all that then, or you get maybe a little more out of it now as far as the lyrical stuff we're talking about and everything? Wait a second. How old is how, Sam? What year did you graduate high school? Oh, I didn't graduate high school. What year would you have graduated high school? <laughs> I GED'd. What, what year would you have graduated <laughs> Oh, I, I'm 51. Okay, all right. So he was more he was than his early 20s. Yeah, early he was than more than his early 20s when the. No, no, no. You were early 20s because when I met you, you were like 1993. You were 24, 25. Yeah, that's like early that. 20, mid 20s. Dude, dude, I was born in 64. So in in 93, I was right. 29. Barry, you said we didn't have to do math on this podcast. All right, that's one thing I don't. That's don't three demerits. Whatever. Uh, oh but, God! I used to get so many of those. <laughs> but still, you're an idiot. You're not the same person you were in, in your 20s. I mean, no, <laughs> right? No, I mean, there's a there's a bit. Okay, so you know what happens? It's like stepping out of, you know, the lyrical content. You know, there's my soundtrack aspect to it. Right, right, right. So there's just so much innocence, you know, and yeah. like being a dumbass, you know. <laughs> yeah, you weren't a dumbass. But also, Sam. like, it's like the. We all have you know, moments. what I'll like long for is the ability to feel that intensely. Yes. yes. Yeah. Like where it's just like, you know, you sat down with your friends and you put a song on and you were just like, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> like a, yeah and you so played it so loud. Whereas yeah. now you Yeah, go, you, uh, you know, just that. It, you turn it down you know, it. <laughs> that whole. That's what you know. al- that's what alcohol is for, Sam. Yeah, exactly. that, to relive your youth. <laughs> there's other there's other substances as well. Yeah. There, of course, there are. Yes, but that dull the pain. Yeah. But you know, it's really fun. It's really no, fun. No, not dull the pain. Like, to just open up that open up that window a little bit sometimes. It, well, you know, it makes things um, tolerable. Well, that's unfortunately that's true sometimes too. Yes. But th- this is this is great. I have a little eighteen-month-year-old, and yeah, man. what she gravitates to the most is um, Neil Young. Oh yeah. And White Stripes. Oh, oh really? wow! Okay. And it's um, the third record. What's that one called? The one with Seven Nation Army on. Oh yeah, of course. Oh, well, I think it's called Seven Nation Army. Could be. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. But there's a couple like, I mean, just 
<laughs> Jack White, man, blistering. Yeah. Yes. Those yes. guitar solos are just so... And it's just like, talk about visceral. Visceral. You know, and like, she's drawn to that as an 18-year-old. And you know, she just start, and it, it's it's not this, you know, of course, everybody loves their child and their child's special. And, you know. Go ahead. You can gush about your 18-year-old. She, she, yeah. she doesn't have, like, this childish react. It's kind of, she just, it's almost like she's slightly moves more. <laughs> Oh, I'm sure she's much like, more sophisticated than all the other 18-month-olds in her, in her play group, <laughs> It's just kind of like, you know, it's just not a kid going crazy because the loud music is on and right, it's fun. Right, right. Yeah, so she'll stop what she's doing and then, like, At least she's not out. listening to well, the truth, Marilyn the, Manson the or something. At least she's not no, drawn The truth to that. is, it really good music has a really an innate intelligence in it that is a direct form of communication. So totally. you don't have to be you know, 21 years old to understand it's just right there. And um, if it's good, I, said, I think it was uh, Louis Armstrong said, you know, there's good music and there's bad music. And that's, you know, that's it. <laughs> like, and the good stuff the, it, talks to you directly. Well, Duke Ellington, too, I think he was, there was an article where he was trying, the journalist was trying to get him to talk shit about somebody current right, right. at the time. And his answer was, and I have to paraphrase, um, effort is God smiling down upon you. Yeah, there you go. That was his reply to like, don't you think this song sucks? <laughs> oh, right, right, and, right. And he just was just like, yeah, I ain't having that. You yeah, know, well, just Duke like, was very well, special. Duke. Duke was very special. He sucked. No. <laughs> Yes. No, no, no. I just wanted to. Well, controversial was, opinion. The, well, one thing <laughs> no, to know, no, one no, thing to know was, about all of Duke Ellington's songs is that, that, that they're was, all yeah, about. Yeah, Sam was kidding. Sam was kidding. <laughs> totally, I'd love that man. They're all all of Duke Ellington's songs are about sex. They're all about oh, just really? like rock and roll. <laughs> yes, all of Duke Ellington's material is about sexual intercourse. So. Well, that's why he was, you know, so content, and he did not Absolutely. want to, you know, Absolutely. he'd rather talk about what he dug and not what right, he right, hated. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, it, I mean, we come from that culture too, man. In the '90s, was so like talk about what you hate. Yeah, yeah. And then everything that you hate. Oh, yeah, God. Sure. You're, you're right, Sam. You're right. That's true. Um, They're just so. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Anyway, Stop that's where that, was it? <laughs> uh, all right. So this next song does something really cool that I appreciate. It's sort of, bar- I don't know I'm, if you did it on purpose, but it borrows the title from another song. Yeah. And it's sort of completely different song, but it sort of keeps this, the same theme. Because uh, there is a famous song uh, called "A Change Is Going to Come" by uh, Sam Cooke's song, 1964. But this is a uh, Swerve Drivers. A change is going to come. Mm-hmm. Thank you. 
little, little heavier, darker waters here because we haven't discussed it all. But what's what's um what's Adam's uh, background? Ethnicity. Yeah. We Adam, <clears throat> he is half white British and half um, black. Yeah. And specifically, I thought so. um, Trinidadian, I believe. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure. Yeah, I, I knew he was half, but uh, yeah, so when he's saying, uh, and yeah, you think it's a sin, I ain't your color of skin. I got skin, yeah, it's oh yeah, totally. Coming your way, you shouldn't feel that you know he's singing from, you know, experience and uh, from, uh, uh, you know, definitely from the heart with that. And uh, it's cool. And uh, I, I like, like I said, I like the idea that he took that, a change is going to, he made his own, a change is going to come. Yeah. You know? Well, you know, it's, when I... <clears throat> became comfortable with Adam and we were playing music together and stuff. I, I, I said, you know, Adam, what do you, do you lean towards an, an ethnicity? Do you lean towards <laughs> right. race? Right. You know, and it was this very earnest, you know, kind yeah, of just, yeah. I was just very curious to know like how this man, you know, identifies with himself because otherwise he was just, he really was a person that, like, if you spoke to him, it didn't matter what his skin tone was. Yeah, no, yeah. He just liked what he liked, and that was it. And he was just a really open, and he's always been, like, really open and easy to introduce to people and just very forthcoming and literally, like, one of the most gentlemanly person that guys I've ever met. Ever. Yeah. Yes. And um, so I like in the lyrically... Um, well, oh, first, wait, let me finish what I was saying. Like he, he didn't identify either way. Okay. He was like, I'm, 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 I'm. I was born in Oxford. You know, one half of my family is white, and then the other half is not. Right. You know, it's African by way of Trinidad. Oh, okay. Trinidad. And it's just very, very blunt to him. You know, yeah. he just didn't like to. to he didn't want to have to choose. He's just like, I'm, right. I'm, I'm Adam Franklin. Yeah. You know, I'm right. just, well, I'm, I mean, I'm all of that. Thank you. Well, tr- Trinis have better food than the Brits, so I'm going to give them that for sure. That uh, <laughs> culinarily, there's definitely Although, a, a as win. We discussed, they've come a long way. They've though. come the a long way, but long if you given the choice, not when he was a kid though. Yeah. He, he has horror stories. Oh, I'm sure. I'm oh, sure. How bad the Brussels sprouts were. Oh yeah, oh, that's not Trini food, no. Uh, and and the, so that, this song also has a rare actual like lead break in it, which you really it's a, I think the only one on the record where there's actually like a lead identifiable. Break. Yeah, yeah, this is the lead. Yes, yeah, which is unusual for them. Um, they do that um, kind of subverting. Uh, yes, I don't think it's conscious. I don't think that they're going. Oh, we're going to subvert the dominant. No, paradigm. not at all. It's it was it, it just it happens. It's like the the internal uh, to their. Yes, you know, to their dynamic, you know, they yep. do that really heavy rock thing, and then it's just like in the transitions, you know, where it gets really melodic. Oh, that's it. See, that's that's the thing. Yeah, that's what sets them apart is that it's in there. The melodicism is in with all the yeah. power and all yeah. the crazy guitars. Yeah, and, and it's, the no, it's just like you, and you the softness. Usually... There's no screaming. This the vo- the vo- his voice is always. It's a gentle voice. It's not like he's he's not gonna you know shriek at you. He's got a no no. The emotive force is the guitars. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. He's he's you know he's narrating. Yeah. Right. Just you know I'm gonna you know tell the story or what have you, 
and then the the whole you know intention or what what have you comes from the dynamic that they create and yeah adam yeah. if you listen to this feel free to uh, contact us and say you guys, you guys are, are wrong. Full of so shit. You're totally, you're totally wrong. <laughs> well, screw him. He doesn't know. We you got it all wrong. <laughs> we know better than him. Uh, all right. So speaking of song as film or oh, that, this, this next song. one. Uh, I love this song. It looks like a little film again. This is "Girl on a Motorbike." That could be off. That could be on side four of Daydream Nation. That fits. There's a heavy Sonic Youth debt in that one. Very cool. Super cool. But yeah. yeah it... <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, it's uh, the song's in a bad mood. <laughs> right. Right. You know, yeah. Just, it, it, telling a story. You know, lamenting. You know, to its buddy at a bar over a pint. Yeah. But you know, it's it's you know it's disgruntled. Well, yeah, he says at the end, he says, apathy balanced with disdain. Yes. <laughs> apathy balanced with disdain. Dogs chasing their own tails. I mean, yeah, that's it. But it, but it's funny, you don't, it's like it's sort of uh, juxtaposed under this sort of pretty uh, musicality and all the, uh, it's like really dense going on and the music kind of elevates it. But yeah, then you're right, Sam, he's kind of singing, it was- like kind of down. It does have that that sonic youth, you know. Also, I hear like a, um, like a, the swimsuit or the who? With, with the what? What's, that, what's that album? <laughs> the Sonic Youth record um, with swim, um, with a hundred percent. Isn't it called a hundred percent? No, uh, Watching Machine. Was dirty, that? dirty. That dirty. album, yes, the Dirty album, yes. That's yeah. got that's got Teresa's sound world on it too. Yeah, that which kind of vibe. It's you know, got it's that, yes. It's kind of un- unnerving a bit. Yeah. Don't, a, he doesn't you know, Yep. He says I don't don't want to be the, don't want to be down at heel. You come yeah, breaking right. down or my front how do you door. Sleep at night with the guns strapped across, across your bed. bed. Um it's pretty it's a great tune. I just love this song. Yeah. Um it is so thick. It, yes. 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 So thick. <laughs> all right. So this next one. At, it's Christ. <laughs> that's all right. Th- this so next it's, one. It's, I, it's a good record, man. Yeah. This next one is like the. Uh, um, it's it's a long song, and it almost at first it seems like it's going to be like a there, there's like a drum machine, I think, and it's almost it seems like it's going to be an instrumental with the guitar, sort of that wah wah guitar, like 
taking place of verses, but then the drums kick in and it gets heavy, and then there's actually some singing in it too, but it's really cool. Uh, Let's listen to a little bit of Duress. Sounds like that. It sounds like that. Well, that wah wah guitar is definitely playing the part of something that's uh, stressed out. Yes. Because it's uh, it's it's in there and it's um it's beautiful, but it's not um, relaxing. Yeah, it's an unnerving element. Yes. Yeah. I see. You, I see you sink under duress, and when you want to kill it dead, you let it throttle you instead. Ew. We've all felt like that, guys, right? Yeah, sure. Always. <laughs> Every day. Uh, not always, Sam. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> no, I used to be always. Right, yeah. right. I used to be always. Yes, you're in a much happier place with your ladies in Athens. Come on. Living the dream, Sam. Living oh, the dream. God, yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> no, totally. <laughs> all right. This is when I lived in a, in a veritable garage. Oh, God, yeah. Those were rough. But did, that, 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 that all made you the man you are today, though, right, Sam? Oh, yeah. No, I romanticize it. Yeah. <laughs> You have to, or else I mean, you just get really depressed. I mean, but there was a, but there was the the counter to to the conditions, which is like as much freedom as one could True. think they have. Right, True, right, right, right. The illusion of freedom was like, at least I I, I could do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, it lasted about a year. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> it was like hey, fifty bucks doesn't stretch that far. No. <laughs> Oh man, uh, yeah. Well, you've seen some hard times, and you've. Uh, but look at you. You've, you've uh, bootstrapped yourself into a. Uh, I got some. You know. Yeah, I got some blues soundtrack to play up underneath this. Some, <laughs> some Hooker, John Lee Hooker, maybe a little. You know, Lightning Hopkins. All right, so uh, Sam, we had the version. Screaming Jay Hawkins. Screaming. Oh yeah. 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 We had the version that had the extra U.S. Bonus track, I think, because this on the, the the original album, this was the last song on it right here. You find it everywhere, right? Because it goes into the uh, uh, sax and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's in there. Right, it's kind of Pink Floydy, right? But this and and also Adam said this should have been this next one should have been the last song. Uh, oh, okay. You find it everywhere, and this is he says the last song on the record. So let's listen to a little bit of you find it everywhere.
This one, I read something interesting that uh, I guess recently, a couple years ago, they did a, uh, a 20, because how old do you say this record is? So they did... Uh, 27. All right. So maybe they did a 25th anniversary sure, show, yeah, but they sure. played the record in its whole. And he felt like the lyrics, this song is mostly about globalization. And he okay. felt he wasn't thrilled about the words, so he actually changed some of the lyrics yeah, when okay. they redid it. He's yeah. allowed. He wrote it. Yeah, yeah. So he felt like he wasn't maybe getting it. it didn't you know? He felt kind of funny singing it. You wow. can be eighty yeah, yeah. on sugar. <laughs> so mountain. I guess people, I changed the lyrics. people were in the uh, yeah the audience like trying to sing along and like what the fuck Ooh, is he singing? What he say? <laughs> well, it's funny because the, that song, the ending, this version of the album, it sounds like. That, that kind of hopefulness returns. It does. I agree. Yes. After being so, there's some dark, dark you know, stuff. Ending yeah. in a bad mood, you know. Yeah. Right, right, right. But I guess they, kind of, right. But for the U.S. thing, I guess they really they felt like, oh no, U.S. don't. Uh, we we can't give them a happy ending. U.S. teens are spoiled bombs. So a we get, Japanese song. <laughs> so we get the <laughs> final U.S. track, which I remember the listening to this, and I remember this being the last song here, and this is never lose that feeling. And then it's got uh, the hidden thing after it, Never Learn. So let's, let's listen to a little bit of uh, Never Lose That. Yes. Coming back, you know, in that whole like yeah. big sense of abandon. Yes. And uh, you know, just it's a little a little again. a little um little diss on the who or at least on that lyric. You can see for miles you say, I'm not mm. watching anyway. You know, mm-hmm. you, I can see for miles and miles and miles. Right. And then, and yeah, and then he's uh, never lose that feeling. But it's like, what's you know, what's the, what's that feeling? You know, that feeling you don't want to lose. Maybe that, like we said, that feeling when we first heard this, when we were young, and we had our whole lives yeah. ahead of us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, just that, well, I just see that song as just like you know, embracing abandon, just going yep. into like let's drive to Los Angeles. And yeah, yeah. What's right. going to happen along the way? And that initial sense of like, fuck yeah. Right. Unfortunately, you know, we were just driving up to uh, Tampa, probably, Sam. But, you know, right, so. yeah. <laughs> right. Well, you have to get it when you extract it from, you know, what little you have. Yeah, man. Drive up, <laughs> driving up to Jacksonville to see the Minutemen. That was us. That was in the Orlando, you know, equivalent well, We would that. get close to, like, the landscape changing when we'd come up to Atlanta to play. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah for sure. Yes. That had a, the vibe, you know, because it would get cooler and, you know, temperature-wise. And, yep. We used, you know, drive, we used to drive. We used to drive from South Florida. Remember, we drove to Atlanta just to play one show. We, oh Jesus! Uh, morphine. Christ. We opened up for Morphine, though. That oh, was morphine. Yeah. Were that's good. Oh, that was hey, awesome that was worth too. it. Yeah, uh, Morphine were incredible. Yeah, that was worth. That it. was a great, great, great yeah, show. Man. Yeah, um, they gave us mad props. They yeah, did. It was such nice guys. Mark Sand- yeah, Mark Sandman was. So we got to do a more. We got to do a morphine cool record. Guy. Yeah, we, we, will. we they, will. Yeah, you know they we were kind of they kind of got lost. And, nah, uh, we'll do it. Well, yeah. yeah. Someone was saying to us. Someone said to me, Sam, like, what are you gonna do when you run out of records? And I'm thinking, nah, we're man, never we're gonna, gonna run, run out, out of records. records. We're, we're gonna run. About, right? We're gonna run out of breaths what are you before running? we run out of records. Yeah, we're never. You just catch up on you know decades past. It'll be like, oh, let's check out what was hot. 19... 2020. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, so that's it. So, And then, yeah, and then it ends with that... Uh, they got this the, um, Never Learn uh, outro, which is like a real dreamy thing, and it's got that saxophone in it. And yeah. it's sort of like... Remember Dan... Uh, Dan used to use the word... Uh, a denouement. It's the... Uh, a denouement. Yeah, 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 totally. Exactly. That's, sure. That's what it was. Man. It's like a beautiful summation. Yeah. Of, yes, yeah. exactly. The whole thing, and it does have that... To me, I have a love-hate thing with the saxophone. The oh, really? <laughs> yeah, love, love, hate. Right. But like, I see like the Pink Floyd had the audacity to stick it in and make it work. That's how I view. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> well, we had a sax, like, we had a sax record. You. We had oh, it was a half Japanese record that had the sax all over. Oh God, it. yeah, that's right. It did yeah, have it all. Charmed over. life, yeah. But it was totally. not your. It was not your um, uh, cliched sax at all. No, it was crazy. But you know, you know, it was like really like such a. I'll listen to him any day. Was a southern guy who was from the southern U.S. who played with the Suns. Oh yeah. Um, Steve Toth loves him. Um, what's his name? The guy from the Stones sax player. Bobby Keys? Yeah. Bobby yeah, Keys. Yeah, Bobby yeah. Keys. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Exile on Main Street. Yep. Okay. So you'll take some Bobby. You'll take a sax player if it's a, of the caliber of Bobby Keys. Ro- Roxy, yeah, Roxy I, Music saying, has some good sax. Swing props around to Swerve Driver for just... Like right, making right. it work, it's going in there. <laughs> it does. It works it work. at the end of the record. Yeah, it does definitely. Work. Yeah, and um, it. yeah, and they got and just uh, mention again. They uh, they just they reformed Adam and uh, and they have a new record out. Uh, uh, oh, I forgot something ruins. Uh, <laughs> oh. Future ruins. Future ruins. Future ruins. Sorry, sorry, it. sorry. Uh, it's Future really good. It's it is really very good. good. And uh, Sam, uh, you guys. Uh, Marauder is the latest Interpol record, and then you actually the EP after it, which was actually really cool too. What's the name of the EP that came after Marauder? The Fine Mess EP. Yeah, Fine Mess, which was cool. That's like, uh, look at you guys, kind of going out uh, outside the box a little, putting an EP out. That was kind of cool. Well, that is kind of funny. Like that, a lot of those songs were like amongst the first to be written during you know writing the body of. You know the, right. the album, and, and they ended and, up not making it on Marauder. But uh, well, it, it it was like right from the that point where it was like these songs are not going to go, may or perhaps not going to go on the record, but they're going to be released. Okay. It was yeah. just like they, it wasn't like a throwaway. It was like they don't kind of fit yeah. into this canon, but like it's it's its own gun. So let's let that happen. So there wasn't like a 
you know, it wasn't a definitive B side thing. It was like, here's this other part that just doesn't kind of work in that body right. of the record. So it, it's kind of fun because those are, you know, older songs. <laughs> yeah, but I thought that was kind of cool. That was like, like I said, you guys stepping out of the box a little, maybe getting a little less uptight. Maybe Paul and Daniel finally oh, getting a little, a little less, less uptight. uptight. Well, yes. no, that was the kind of a rule. It was kind of like the whole kind of recording setup changed. Like even the drum kit changed. You know, drums got smaller. It was less bombastic. Oh, okay. You okay. know, and it was more kind of like rock and roll. It was more right. kind of channeling that more of an abandoned, you know, um, and that kind of not not what we were just listening to, but just that from that shelf, from that kind of oh yeah, taking yeah, no, something definitely. kind of basic and subverting it a bit, playing right. playing with that. But um, fine mess, I, I love because it. it, it there was parts of it that just reminded me of like when white guys got into hip hop in the early eighties in New York and, you know, it created, you know, that, that, that kind of almost sub genre of that kind of white funk, right. You know, kind of, <laughs> or, 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 you know, not, Maybe not to, or like ESG or something, yeah. where it's just like hip hop inspired. Well, we got a, bands. Yeah, we, we've got a, a no wave record coming up in just a couple of weeks that Rob is thrilled about. Oh, so, God. <laughs> well, whatever. I'll, I'll do more drinking that night. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, uh, it was great having you on the show, Sam. Uh, it was great just hanging and talking to you. We haven't had the uh, yeah. talks in a while. It was fantastic. So that was great. And uh, so, what's up for you? What's up? What's going on with the? What's in uh, Sam uh, Fogarino's future? in the next like six months or so well I, i've been i just put up some soundcloud music oh did you it's look a at soundcloud you yeah. rapper it's not like a, a mumble <laughs> rap or anything is it no no there's no there's no don't, get, don't get tattoos on your face don't get any face tattoos sam oh, i can't go back now i just did it <laughs> really so where could people find that what are they gonna what are they gonna look for that it's um SoundCloud. <laughs> no, but I mean, what do they search? The, uh, Fogarino, Sam um, Fogarino? Do you have some rat no. name that I don't know about? No, <laughs> no, no. Friend of Foe. Friend of Foe. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll, F-A-U-X. Ah, uh, we'll, we'll post. Yeah, our, our listeners may not be sophisticated enough for that, so we'll post a link to it up when we do the episode. Yeah, I can, yeah I can send you a link. All right, Actually, yeah, do that it. Would be do good. it. Yeah. I want to yeah. hear we'll that post shit. It. But it's, just, it. it's all kind of um, a lot of live drums cut up. Oh really? Blended with drum machines and oh nice, ho- old school hardware synthesizers and arpeggiators. Ah, uh, look at you, man! Look at you. So, yeah. are we talking Herbie Hancock's Rocket? <laughs> um, I love that. I just listened to that song yeah, the other day. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But <laughs> yes. you know, there's kind of like where I'm coming from, like really digging into that. You know, you kind of go back to where the visceral point, and for me. It was kind of like art and noise. Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It just said Trevor Horn yeah, sure. kind of thing. Yeah. And um, um, there was a couple other things. I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> That's all right, Sam. Don't worry about it. But it's, it's just that, that kind of, there's a, this kind of um, Arthur Baker. Yes, you know, sure. That kind of. Uh, we actually, a local, you know DJ Spam, right? I think so. So yeah. down here in Miami, and um, yeah. the uh, Spam All Stars. Well, he has all of. He is the archivist for all of 
Arthur Baker's remixes. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. He's got all those reels, all, right? All yeah, of the reels. reels. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Crazy. So we heard some isolated Talking Heads stuff. Uh, yeah. I, nice. I, I love his, that whole, like, he is, like, my first impression of the 12 inch. Yeah. Oh, right. For real. Right, sure. Right, yeah. So when you, you, know, get, you get down here, and we just like take you, you know, the order remix that he did. Right. And you were always into that shit, even when you were like a, a punk rock kid and everything. You always said, uh, yeah, that's yeah, from your roots, like, your Philly roots. You were always into that uh, stuff, too. Yeah. It's not like. Uh, yeah. You yeah. know, it, it all. And, and you know where it comes from? Like, the, like listening to, like, you know, aside from like Bowie and Zeppelin and stuff like that, that always beautifully mixed keyboards in with, you know, rock instrumentation but like donna summer oh yeah oh yeah giorgio maroder yeah man yeah that's i love that stuff yes and like craft work oh yeah that you know because a lot of that what came out you know the dance music and hip-hop you know kind of all spun from that machine yeah you know one of my favorite records is uh Nucleus, jam on it, jam on it, revenge. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, oh man, you should listen to that. It's really good. It's really. Good. I, that's, but that's a, I remember that from playing in Miami. Oh yeah. All right. All right. I think the old man need to shut up, don't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Time. I'm talking about their old school hip hop. Oh, uh, whatever the yeah, hell. Yeah, we're going to know what you're talking about anymore. I'm talking about that at Planet Rock. That's the shit. That's oh, right, man. <laughs> All right. So next week, what do we got next week, Barry? Uh, we, we have, have... oh, our friend uh, uh, Camilla's back. Camila. Camila. I call her Camila. Camila. I'm going to edit Riso. that out because I don't want to hear any grief. She's Camila talking Riso. about. We're doing uh, some. Our first uh, reggae album. Reggae, yeah. Steel Pulse. True Democracy. True Democracy. I'm sure it's going to be interesting because Camila has got the goods. Yeah, she does. Um, yeah, so that is next week. Don't forget, uh, go to patreon.com forward slash TRGMH. Become a patron of the show. For as little as? A dollar a month. Thank you, uh, all you patrons. We were able to get some new equipment. We, we got did. Some we got a multi-track equipment. recorder. It works great. Uh, we're very excited. Sam almost ruined nice. it all by calling with a wonky phone at first, but we fixed Sorry. everything. So <laughs> okay. it's, it's all We were very good. patient. We were. Uh, Barry was getting a little annoyed, I could tell. I was getting a right. little annoyed. <laughs> It was my Dave Fridman compression channel. <laughs> it was the wrong one. Yeah, it wasn't for broadcast. Fine. No, but it all worked out good. It works and, fine. Uh, thanks again, Sam. You were a great guest. Thanks for coming Thank on. Thank you, Sam. Yes. I my hope pleasure. to see you in the flesh uh, soon. Sounds one of these good. days we will. But thanks again for being on the show. Thanks again my for pleasure. listening, everyone. Once again, that is Barry Stock. That is Rob Elba. And we will see you guys next week. We are out. From us